What a great privilege it is for us to be among those who are in this world today who are praising God, who recognize that he is our maker, that he's our sustainer, that he's our savior, and that he is worthy of all honor and praise and glory. Even on a questionable morning, um, like this morning, he's still, he's still worthy of our praise. And um, it's, the, the weather's changed. I almost need sunglasses now. Um, so maybe we've, maybe we've endured the, uh, the tough part. But if you take your Bibles and turn to Hebrews chapter 10 this morning, Hebrews chapter 10 in your New Testament, we want to continue uh, to consider the blessings of 2020. We're not looking at the, we're not looking at the, the, the mess of 2020. We're looking at the blessings of 2020 and the fact that we, through the word of God, by the power of God's spirit in us, who we've been speaking of for the last few weeks, that by that power of, of God's spirit, by the truth of his word, we can see the blessings even of a year like 2020. And we can have literal 2020 vision on, what, on how we're supposed to look at life because of what God has revealed to us in his word. Hebrews chapter 10, starting with the 14th verse this morning, excuse me, the 11th verse this morning. Hebrews 10, 11. This, uh, he starts the, in this section, the writer of this letter to the Hebrew believers of the first century, he's reminding them of the ministry of the Old Testament priests. He says this, day after day, Every priest stands and performs his religious duties. Again and again, he offers the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But when this priest, now he's speaking of Jesus, the ultimate priest. But when this priest had offered for all time one sacrifice for sins, he sat down at the right hand of God. Since that time, he waits for his enemies to be made his footstool because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. I want to reread that last verse, verse 14. Because by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. That's an amazing verse. That is an amazing truth. That God, through his son, through the work of his son, Jesus Christ, and remember what Jesus means as we were singing about the name, the powerful name of Jesus. Remember what it means. The salvation of the Lord. The salvation of the Lord, all in Jesus. Because he, as the great high priest, unlike those priests who made those regular, daily, and annual sacrifices over and over again, all as a foreshadowing, all as a, as a, point, as a, a finger pointing at what was to come, Jesus came and made the sacrifice once for all. And then look what it says he did for us in that sacrifice. He made perfect forever all those who are being made holy do you see those two things that, that took place um, in jesus work on the cross and in his work at the right hand of the father 
on the cross, he made us perfect forever. The moment we put our trust in Jesus Christ, whether you were a, a young child, whether you were a teenager, whether you were an, an elderly person, it doesn't matter. The moment you put your trust in Jesus Christ, the moment you recognize that you needed a Savior, that you were lost, that you were dead in your sins because you had rebelled against God. The moment you realized that and you understood that Jesus is the Savior, that he died on the cross for your sins, that he rose again victorious over death. When you believed in him, the word of God says that he made you perfect forever. Taken care of, finished, done. Perfect forever. There is nothing, as, as, as Romans says, there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus. Nothing. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he says of the ministry of Jesus, he made him who knew no sin, that's Jesus, the perfect one, he made him who knew no sin to become sin for us that we might become the righteousness of God. You see what took place when we believed through Jesus Christ? He makes us the righteousness of God. He makes us, as the writer of Hebrews said, he makes us perfect forever finished, done, nothing more that we can add to what he has done for us. But then he makes this other statement at the close of that verse, that he made perfect forever those who are being made holy. So he finished something and something else he's continuing to finish. He made us the righteousness of God. Now, the word of God says, he's continuing to make us holy. I like the way Paul puts it in Philippians 3.16. He says, only let us live up to what we've already attained. Only let us live up to what we've already attained. He's already made us perfect forever. Now, what he's doing in 2020, and before and after, if there is an after, this could be the year. It's looking like it, isn't it? And those of us who know Christ hope that it is. Because there's nothing better than when we're going to be united with Christ and spend eternity with him in glory. And so if, that, if, if he wanted to start that today, there's plenty of clouds that he could roll back right now. And the word of God says that he's going to descend with a trumpet sound and those of us who are in Christ are going to rise up to meet him. That's, that's going to happen. But until that happens, until that moment, he is committed, as we've been talking about over these last few weeks, he is committed to his body, this body that he feeds and cares for this body that's made up of all these different members he's committed to one great thing to this body he is preparing us as his beautiful glorious radiant bride for that moment when we are united with him for eternity that's what he's working on. That's what he's preparing us for. 
the picture of that is, is painted for us in Ephesians chapter 5, where he's comparing the husband and the wife in marriage to the body of Christ, the church, and Jesus, our head, our husband in that sense. And we as his church, it says he is preparing us to present us to himself as a radiant bride without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish. I love thinking about my wedding day. I love doing weddings, officiating in them. Because I get to see, coming down that aisle, that bride who's prepared for her husband. And I always think of my wife when I see that that bride coming down the aisle. I think of, of, of Sherry that day. But more, more important than that, I think of us. Did you ever see a, did you ever see a wedding gown uh, with a hole in it? Or with a big stain on it? Now, I'm sure it's happened. I'm sure, I'm sure there have been circumstances beyond the bride's control and, and there was a spill right before they went out and there was nothing else she could do and she had to go out there. But it's very uncommon. And what the Apostle Paul was talking about in Ephesians chapter 5 when he was talking about the, a bride prepared to be presented to her groom without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish is that he is perfecting us. He is making us holy. He is helping us in our own experiences, which include our marriages, our family life, with brothers and sisters, with parents, with kids, with grandparents, our relationships with our friends, our school classmates, our teammates, our fellow parents in the associations that we're in with our sports and our drama and all of those things, our neighborhoods. He's using all of these experiences, all of these opportunities to make us holy, to help us live up to that which we've already attained. Or as as Paul put it in Ephesians chapter 4 and 5, to live up to our high calling in Christ. See, he's done all this great work in our lives. He's finished all this wonderful work. Now he wants us to live it. Now he wants us to put it into practice every single day, even days like those that we find in 2020. The difficulties, the frustrations, the heartaches, the heartbreaks, the health issues the family members with health issues and the, and the, the inability that we have to, to, to be able to meet their needs and to, be, and to be with them like we want to and all those different kinds of things. This is quite a year. But remember what God's doing. Remember what it's all about. He wants us to see life like he sees it. He wants us to have 2020 vision, not just about this year, but about all years. He wants us to look into the word of God and see the promises that God has made and the call that he's made in our lives to live up to that which we've attained in Christ. 
to recognize that we are the ones because we've put our trust in Christ. And if you haven't, I would encourage you, don't wait another day. Put your trust in Christ. Realize that he has done everything that you need, and he's the only one that can do it. He's the only perfect one. He's the only one that can live up to the the title of high priest because he never sinned. He is Jesus. He is Yeshua. He is the salvation of the Lord. He's the only one. That's as we talked about a few weeks ago. We're desperate for him. There's nowhere else to turn. And we look through the scripture and we see the people that were desperate for Jesus, knowing that he was their only hope. That's us. And so if you haven't put your trust in him, I would encourage you, don't wait. Some of you are thinking, you know what? I've still got a few more things to clean up in my life. I want to, I want to let you know, you're never going to get finished cleaning up the stuff in your life. Don't wait to put your trust in Christ until you think you've got your act together. Don't wait until you've learned some more verses or, or, or learned how to pray better or, or those kind. Put your trust in Jesus today. He's made these promises to everybody who calls on him, to everybody who believes on him. The Apostle John put it like this as he was describing the way that when Jesus came into the world, most of his family, most of his friends, most of his countrymen, they didn't trust him. They didn't believe him. But then John says this about him in verse 12, but to those who received him, to those who believed on his name, remember the salvation of the Lord. He gave the right to become children of God. See, that's all of us who believe. He makes us his children. He makes us his bride. See all the, see all the family analogies that he uses. But as we think about the work that God is doing in our lives right now in 2020, look at our, let's look at ourselves as the children of God. And look at him as our father. And what do godly fathers and mothers do for their kids? They train them. They encourage them. They discipline them. And they make decisions that even the brightest of all the children cannot understand. Some of you are are teenagers right now, or young people right now, and sometimes you wonder, what is your dad or mom thinking when they won't allow you to do this or when they make you do that. And those of us who are already past that, we look back to some decisions that our parents made and some thoughts that we had or some statements that we made to them about the decisions they were making. And most of us, as we look back, we realize, you know what? They were smarter than we thought they were. They really did have a pretty good view of what was coming and and how what I was about ready to do or what I wanted to do was not going to help me in in my progress to that point of life. We recognize that. Some of us grew up in, in circumstances where we ourselves or another family member was a rebellious teenager. Some of you experienced, experienced life like that. And you remember the drama You remember the pain. You remember the conflict. You remember the frustration. And then there was another, possibly in your family, there was another child who cooperated with with mom and dad at at every turn. 
and how much less drama there was in that relationship and in that life, how much more joy there was and more enjoyment that there was and more fellowship that there was. And, and, the, and oftentimes the rebellious one was looking to say, it's just not fair. Mom and dad treat, treat him or her so much better. They have it so much easier. And they never, they never put two and two together and realize it's because they're cooperating. It's because even though they don't get it either, they're trusting their mom and dad to make the right decision for them. And that's what we've got to do right now in 2020. We've got to recognize that we have a heavenly father who knows exactly what he's doing in making us holy. In, in allowing us to go through the things that we're going through because he knows exactly what we need to become the holy men and women that he wants us to be. And remember what holiness is. Set apart for God's service. Apart from sin. That thing that separates us. First of all, that sin that separates us from, from even knowing God. But even once we put our trust in Jesus, then we sin more. And our fellowship with God is broken. And as he grows us in holiness, as he, as he grows us in our knowledge of his word, in our practice of our knowledge of his word. He then cleans up that fellowship and restores us. That's why he was so clear in 1 John 1, 9 of the importance of, of, of believers confessing their sins to God. Not just ignoring sin. Not just figuring, you know what, everybody does it, I'm going to do it, and, and, and that's just the way it is. No, not putting up with sins in our lives and recognizing when we sin against God, when we recognize that our fellowship with God has been broken. And we confess our sins, he says, and he's faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Restoring our fellowship so that we can walk with him in holiness so that we are being prepared for that great presentation when he presents us to himself as his holy bride. And so look at yourself as a child of God, being taught, being raised, being disciplined by a holy God who also wants you to be holy and who has the, the power and ability and wisdom to be able to work out all things for good for those of us who love God and are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Romans 8, 28 and 29. He's using all these things that he says he can work out for good and does. He's using all of these things to conform us to the image of his son. Making us every day more and more like Jesus Christ. Making us holy in our experience, to match up with the holiness and the perfection that he's made us in Christ Jesus when he made us the righteousness of God. It's critical for us to understand these two things, that we are perfect forever, but that he's still growing us in a, in a process called sanctification where he's making us more and more like his son, Jesus Christ. None of us 
no matter what our circumstances, no matter our jobs, no matter what our relationships, every single one of us should have the desire to become more and more like Jesus Christ. And sometimes we think, oh, wait, that's just too high of a goal for me. You know, that's, 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 way, that's way too high of expectations. On your own, your own strength, your own wisdom, your own ability, you're right. But remember whose expe- expectation it is. Remember who set the goal. Remember who set the bar. Remember who said he wants us to attain that which, he wants us to live up to that which we've already attained. Remember, he's the one that said that. He's the one that set the goal for us. He's the one that doesn't want us to be satisfied with sin in our lives. He's the one that doesn't want us to be satisfied with not growing in our faith. He's the one who doesn't want us to be satisfied with not growing in our knowledge of God's word. He's the one that doesn't want us to be satisfied if we're not serving him. It's his idea. And as we commit ourselves to him, the one who has done all of this work in our lives, recognizing, hey, we have nothing to offer. The things now that we're going to do for him as we grow in holiness, those things are not adding to what he's done for us. He's already made us perfect forever. He's already guaranteed for us, those of us who have put our trust in Christ, he has guaranteed to us that we are going to spend eternity with him in his glory. That is set. The Holy Spirit, as we've talked about, has already come into our lives and sealed us. It's a guarantee. And and again, if you don't have that guarantee, if you don't have that assurance that you're going to spend eternity with God, then you need to put your trust in Jesus. If you're trusting in yourself, you shouldn't have any assurance. You shouldn't have any confidence because you're not going to be good enough. No one is. That's why he sent his son. That's what Jesus came to do. The only one who could do it. And as he has perfected us now forever through faith in Christ, he also wants us to live up to what we've already attained. He wants us to become more and more holy. Separated for his service. Separating ourselves by his word by the fellowship of his body, by the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives, separating us from sin, that we might walk in close fellowship with him, giving him the honor and glory that he deserves, being made ready for that great day when he returns or when we meet him face to face upon our death. Because remember, for those of us who are in Christ, for those of us who have put our trust in Christ, The fact that he made us perfect forever guarantees the fact that the moment that we are gone from this body, the moment that we breathe our last breath, we are going to be in the presence of Almighty God and we're going to to be in face-to-face relationship with Jesus Christ. And he's not going to say to us, you didn't quite do enough. You weren't quite good enough. He's going to say to us, welcome, my good and faithful servant, because we've put our trust in him. The only standing that we have before him is by trusting in what he has done for us. And so since he's made us perfect forever, let's 
cooperate in the process that he has us in, even now in this year 2020, and whatever else is, is, is going to come. We've, 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 we're long past thinking that nothing, nothing more bad could happen. We don't, we don't think like that anymore. We're waiting for the next thing. And you know what? It doesn't matter what the next thing is. God is going to use it to do what he promised that he would do, to make us holy in our experience, to match up to the perfection that he's given us forever in Christ. Let's bow together for prayer. Our Heavenly Father, what a blessing to call you Father. What a blessing to think of the Lord Jesus as our husband, as our groom, and us as the bride being readied for that great presentation, for that great walk down the aisle, perfected in Christ, made holy by Jesus alone. Heavenly Father, you know how many stains and wrinkles, how many blemishes are in our gown right now. And we thank you that you've committed yourself over and over in your word. You you tell us that you're not finished with us yet, but that you who began this good work in us will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Father, you know which ones of us this morning have pretty much given up on living life for you. We've pretty much just given in to our old nature and and said, you know what, everybody else does this stuff, I'm going to keep doing it, I'm not going to fight it. It's too hard. You know which ones of us are are facing that right now. And I pray that you would remind us through these passages that we've looked at this morning, by the power of your spirit, by the encouragement of this body who's assembled, that you would encourage us not to be satisfied, not to give up, but to continue to grow in our faith, in our knowledge of your word, in our patience, in our perseverance, in our love, in our service. Father, that you would continue to grow us as you ready us for that great moment. And Father, we continue to pray for those who still haven't put their trust in Jesus. We would pray that you would encourage them, that you would, that you would give them the wisdom and the faith to give up whatever else they're trusting in for their salvation or whatever else they're trying to do for their salvation, that they would give up those things and that they would put their trust completely in Jesus, your son. It's in his name we pray this morning. Amen.